All right, we begin today's episode with a poem, a Christmas poem written by Deb. She got this into me uh, through the Patreon. Deb, this is great. I scanned this podcast. It's awesome. We're going to start today's show with it. This is from Deb. This is titled, A Visit from Saint Podcast. "'Twas the night before mailbag went all through the discord. Not a comment was debated, not even a trade rumor. The statistics were posted about free agents with care in hopes that Saint Podcast soon would have baseball news to share. The grounds crew were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of City Connect jerseys danced in their heads. And Scott in his newest hat and Adam in his trusty black cap (laughs) uh, had just settled down for an eggnog nightcap. When out on the internet there arose such a clatter, Adam sprang from his coffee mug covered desk to see what was the matter. Away to MLB.com, he flew like a flash, tore open the headlines and ignored the clickbait trash. When what to his wandering eyes did appear but an article from St. Podcast announcing Blue Jays signings for the year. Adam messaged Scott for an emergency podcast, and his trusty tall pal connected his mic super fast. More rapid than trolls, the news did arrive as St. Podcast released the article. What a time to be alive. Now Yamamoto, now Snell, now, Ramo- now Ramirez, now Hader. On Martinez, on Soler, on Chapman and Bellinger. The Blue Jays have done it. By gum, it's a rout. The Yankees and Dodgers can stay home and pout. With cor- with sourcing confirmed, St. Podcast's work is now done. He ends his piece with a guaranteed World Series run. And exclaimed in the postscript as he clicks out of the site, Merry Podcast to all, and to all a good night. Wow. Wow we what a way to start Friday's show. Let me tell you, Deb. Phenomenal stuff. Phenomenal stuff. Um unfortunately there isn't any real news in Blue Jays land. Um so I'm here from the North Pole today, uh bringing all of my Blue Jays Christmas wish list to Saint Nicholas himself. To Saint Podcast himself. Um, no, for real, today's episode, we've got uh, the interview with a uh, longtime friend of the show, former Blue Jay, now with the Mariners, Taylor Sacedo. Uh, good chat. Um, I love Taylor Sacedo. I miss him, wish he was still a Blue Jay, but this is the business. So glad that we've been able to remain friends uh, over the years as he's left, and uh, it's fun to see him succeed with the Mariners. Uh, So we're going to leave you with this podcast for today's episode. Um, As far as next week goes and the release schedule for the rest of the year. If there's actual news, we'll get to a mailbag on Tuesday. We'll address it. Um, MLB Mondays on the Patreon side. Um, I'm going to be doing my MLB Mondays eggnogathon. My lonely Christmas by myself. My kids at her mom's. My wife is working. My... Family isn't out here to visit until the 28th, so Christmas Day, MLB Doc or MLB Mondays, uh, I'll be there. Um, as far as yeah, Mailbag Tuesday, we'll have to see if there's actual news. We'll get to it. Hold on, there's a Christmas sneeze. Did I get to the? Did I get to the uh, mute my mic button in time? I sure hope so. Uh, sorry for the weird eyeballs as I could feel that sneeze coming on. Anyways, uh, Tuesday's show mailbag. If there is a signing or a trade that is Blue Jays uh, rele- relevant, uh, we'll get to it. And otherwise, um, probably be taking Boxing Day off. So uh, with that, I'll leave you with this Taylor Sacedo podcast. Uh, Patreon, I'll see you Monday. Uh, my Christmas top 10 movies, Christmas songs, Christmas snacks, and episodes of Christmas TV uh, are all up. Monday, they'll be out. So, there you go. Okay, uh, w- without further ado, 
Merry Christmas. Uh, whatever you believe, happy that to you. Uh, from me to you, happy Christmas. And uh, we'll see you guys, hopefully, with, with big news. Maybe Christmas uh, brings us a Cody Bellinger or whatever you're wishing for. I'm wishing for uh, Cody Bellinger on a moderately priced contract. Is that too much to ask? There we go. Okay, enjoy this chat with Taylor Sacedo. Merry Christmas. Cheers. How you been? Good to see you. I've been good. How about you? Good, man. Love the hat. Look at you repping the freaking ducks, eh? Someone's yeah. got to do it. <laughs> no no connection to hockey, but uh, I like the hat. <laughs> that's right. Uh, did you watch Mighty Ducks as a kid? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, me too. That was, that's the only reason I even like like the, the, the logo or anything. Is I'm like, oh, yeah. man, when I was 12, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> 100% uh adam couldn't make it but he does say to say hello so it's just the two of us and uh yeah. you've done this about half a dozen times so you know how it goes right. uh 30 to 60 minutes are do you have a hard out buddy no no okay okay sounds good all right well uh let's get into it i'll uh count us in and away we go okay sounds good in three two one and we're rolling so thrilled to have returning to the show, seasoned veteran of the walk-off, now pitching with the Seattle Mariners, Taylor Sacedo. Welcome back, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, man. Excited to chat some uh, some baseball with you and get kind of the rundown on how life has been over the last 24, uh, well, not 24 hours, uh, 12 months, I guess, is the last time we chatted. Yeah. Uh, and buddy, just before we even get into it, seriously, Taylor, what a year for you, man. Career wise, just career numbers, career innings. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It was, uh, it was a fun year for sure. Last time we chatted, you were a New York Met. <laughs> Since that time you were released, you were picked up by the Mariners, your hometown of Seattle. You broke with the team and were a contributing factor in that bullpen. How was the year? <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I mean, like I said, it was it was a really fun year, special year, you know, to, to be able to wear that uniform that I've always cheered for was something that, you know, you, you only dream of. And uh, it, it was really cool, you know, just just to have that experience. And then, you know, I have the year that I had, it was, I mean, it was really special and, you know, I'm, I'm always going to look back on that year, but obviously I'm excited for more and, you know, I'm, I'm really glad I'm in the position that I am with the Mariners, you know, they're, they're a great organization. So yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's just been, it's been a dream come true. Did it hit you a few times throughout the season? Like I'm, I'm sure like there were waves of it in April, but like there had to have been moments, especially during that playoff run where you're just like standing on the mound in T-Mobile looking around your like hometown diamond and being like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I, I definitely had a lot of moments, you know, especially obviously like coming into spring training, you know, going into the facility, you know, seeing all like the Mariners stuff, like the murals, everybody. And then, obviously, you know, going to uh, T-Mobile and, you know, looking over and being like, man, I used to sit right over there. And, you know, I used to watch all my heroes uh, pitch here. And now I get to step on that mound and contribute. And, you know, it's funny that you said that because uh, when Trent came over to us, Trent Thornton came over yeah. to us, you know, those, those, especially those last 10 days, you know, you're sitting here and he, and we were both looking out and it was sold out, you know, crowds going nuts. And, you know, and he was like, dude, I can't imagine what this is like for you, like being here, you know, in this in this race right now and, you know, being a fan. And I'm like, dude, I, I told him, like, I've been having goosebumps since, you know, the season started and it's even more now. And, you know, I, I, I just I would never take it for granted. It was it was truly remarkable. Especially when you look back at 2021 and I remember you coming on the show and just being like, honestly, like, I just hope that I'm I'm with the team long enough that I can play in my hometown and you were it was like such a celebration when you actually got to do that and now you're literally on the mariners <laughs> as a piece of that bullpen so cool and i love that you bring up trent thornton and another familiar face teoscar hernandez yeah. was there when you come in the clubhouse is it kind of cool and kind of interesting to have a familiar face like that when you go into a new clubhouse 
Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was really cool, you know, because obviously Teo was the only guy that I knew over there. I didn't know anybody. And so, like, when I saw him, you know, he, he gave me, he was like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> kind of just on my way. And, you know, it was, you know, Teo was awesome. And so it was just really cool, you know, just to have, like, somebody to talk to. And obviously Robbie, you know, Robbie Ray. And, you know, it, it was it was really cool. So um, I was grateful that they were over there just so I can have somebody to talk to because, I'm not very uh, talkative right when I get to a new place and I don't know anybody. So they made it pretty easy. Yeah. I always joke that I make a good fifth impression. I'm never like (laughs) that. The the first time everyone's like, Oh yay!" But like, you know, you, you got to grow on people. Um, I want to, so this was one that I, we do have listener questions for you, by the way, and everyone is pumped that you're back on the show, but there was about half a dozen of them that were all around this sort of question. So I just moved the question up here for you, but uh, the Mariners bullpen, obviously the second big league pen you've been in and everyone just wanted to know what were some of the main differences in your experiences between the Seattle pen and the blue Jays pen, just in the way you were deployed, your comfort with, with your role, uh, just the intangible stuff that maybe fans wouldn't get, uh, privy to. Yeah. Um, you know, like I'm obviously, you know, really, uh, respectful with what the blue jays did for me and in my career um you know obviously like giving me the opportunity to be in the big leagues you know play pro ball that long but i think what the major difference here was just the data that was applied and for the mariners also like there was true belief that like hey like you can be a part of this like it wasn't i didn't ever feel like i was like man i'm just kind of riding you know, the option train, like, you know, they literally built, they, they pumped me as much as they could. They were like, Hey, like, this is who you could be. This is what you can do. You know, if you go out and do this, you're going to be pretty successful. And they're like, we don't care if you throw 80 miles an hour, if you throw a hundred, if you do these things, you will pitch for us. And, you know, when I had that meeting with them, I was like, they they left there. They're like, have you ever had a meeting like this? And I was like, never. You know, I've never I've never been a part of this. I've never had the data thrown at me in the way that you guys threw it at me. It wasn't overwhelming. It wasn't just like, hey, do this, mm-hmm. do that. It was like, you can do this. You will do this. You know, and like the one thing I've always told people, and like, I never heard like, don't, can't, won't. It was always like, you can, you will we trust, we believe. And like, that was, and I really truly believed in that. And like, I think that kind of just gave my comfort level, you know, a whole different meaning, you know, and, and they were, they were so good. Even like when I would struggle for a little bit, you know, like that first time it was in Texas, I gave up four, I threw 40, 40 pitches. I'm like, dude, I'm, you know, obviously I'm going to go down, you know, they're going to bring somebody up not available for however long. And the next day they came up to me and they were like, you doing all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just kind of seeing where things are at right now. And they're like, why? And I'm like, I don't know, it was just yesterday. Like, I know how this works. And they're like, yesterday was just a bad day and there's nothing else to it. You know, there, none of us have left here and been like, hey, like, he can't do it. He, you know, we need to get somebody else up here. No, like, we know what you can do. We've seen it for now. Like, you're a big leader. And you're going to be a big leaguer for a long time. If you just continue to be you, don't change anything. You don't need to go out and do anything different. Just be you and continue to do the things that got you here and what have put you in this position. And I was like, oh, like I've never had that like open line of communication before. You know, the Blue Jays are a little, they operate a little bit differently, you know, and like they want fresh arms. Like, and that, that's just how the business is. Right. But yeah. like, it was hard to get going with the Blue Jays, you know, like it was like, hey, okay, like you pitch a lot, new guy, and you're back in AAA, you don't know when you're going to come back up, you know, and, and it was really hard. So like that, I think with the Mariners, it was the first time where I was like, I, I'm I'm a part of a big league club, like, and they truly believe in me, like I feel it, like, and it's, it's not them just being like, hey, like, you know, try to get the best out of you and then we'll get the next guy. It was really like, you're a part of this, you know, we're going to, we're going to ride with you. You know, obviously you still have to go out and do what you're going to do. You can't just continue to, um, you know, have bad. Yeah, you got to perform, like but. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like they, they, the one thing that they told me is like, 
their saying was, hey, the hitters drive nice cars too. You're gonna have you're gonna have bad days. But they always said, like, if you go and do these things, like you're gonna you're gonna win more than than you're gonna lose, right? And at the end of the day, the house will always come for its money, right? So the failures are gonna happen, but just like just do these things and realize that like you can do this. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, like, and so it was that that I think those were the major differences, just like them pumping confidence into me and i truly felt that it gave you confidence then right like just knowing that you weren't operating on that that thin ice that that razor fine you know if you slip up even a little you're probably the guy being yo-yoed down to triple a yeah like and that was one thing even just watching you pitch which you know like lots of blue jays you made lots of fans up here right man like <laughs> i know I, I any chance a mariners game was on and you were pitching i i love tuning in and like truly you emanated just more confidence and it's so funny cuz i was like i wonder what they did what they said and it's just i mean it's just the psychology of them being like take a breath man you're good like yeah. we're not going to dump you the second you have a slip up yeah, and it, it it was that's that's all it was. It was just like like I said, it was just pure confidence. Like I didn't have like it's one thing like when you go out there and you're like, man, I gotta be perfect. I gotta make sure that I do this right. Like or else if I don't, like I'm I'm gonna go back to AAA and like we're gonna ride this cycle. Like I said, it they took away that aspect. They were just like, you're not in AAA. You're here and you're here for a reason. And you can go out and prove that. And you know, like I said, net. That had to be earned. It wasn't just given. Like, you know, I got up there and I didn't pitch for 13 days when I first got there. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I'm like, you know, and I, and I knew like too, like, and this was still early on in the season. Like I knew I'm like, I haven't pitched in 13 days. If I go out there on that 14th day and pitch like, and it doesn't go well, you know, I, I probably will go down like as much as they want to say like, Hey, you're here. But like, that's the reality of it. And I think that that Astros game kind of really, propelled me to being like all right hey like we trust this guy he's you know he's going to be a part of this and so I think you know just them believing in me was was all I really needed you really talked about them being able to communicate the data to you and it was eye-opening at times is there anything in particular that you can kind of mention that they pointed out to you that that you just were like oh holy shit yeah it was just I should like be doing this you know, it, it was funny because like when Trent when Trent got here, he he said the same thing. He's like, I've I've never had a meeting like that. It was just basically they told you like, and like not trying to give away too much. It was just like basically they just told you like what you did really well, and then they look at it. They're like, here's your percentages of pitches thrown. They're like, for me specifically, they're like, you have five pitches. They're like, but you're only really throwing two of them. They're like, why aren't you throwing all five? And I'm like, well, because I've been told these two are the ones is. I should be throwing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, Blue Jays told me I was doing this. So I, I just listened to them. And they're like, but these are all good pitches. They're like, you're putting yourself in a bind when you go out there by limiting the pitches that you throw. There's no reason for you to have five pitches and then not use them. They're like, you're not throwing sliders or righties and you're not throwing your curveball, which apparently like they were like, your curveball is one of your better pitches. So like why aren't you doing that and I'm like I, I don't know like, that was just kind of what I was told and you know and so I was abiding by that and then they're like do that more throw these pitches more and believe in them because like across the board they're all really good like we don't you know and it wasn't just like hey like your horizontal your verticals like this like we wanted this so they were like you're they like I said they were just like your horizontal and your vertical are great stay there throw that more emphasize that and just trust it and go out there and just, and just, like I said, be you. That was their most like thing. Uh, most thing that they talked about was just like, we want your personality off the field to replicate your personality on the field. And they were like, be loose, be funny, be whatever. And then go out there and just do that. Because at the end of the day, like you, you, you can be here. Like I said, you, you can do it, but like, you just need to trust it. We trust it. Do you trust it? I'm like, why? Well, if you trust it, I trust it. So it's like, yeah, you know, I, it just they were their communication was something that I haven't had, and you know, and that's not anything to knock on the Blue Jays. Like 
it's the only org that I know. So it's obviously yeah. the only thing that I can go off of. Right. And, you know, every org operates differently, you know, and obviously the Blue Jays had a great bullpen this last year. And so, you know, like I'm glad things worked out for them, but I'm really thankful where I ended up, you know, and um, just to have that knowledge and then another fresh, you know, look at things. And I was like, oh, wow, I never really I was never really told to look at it that way. So, like, thanks for opening my eyes. It was very simple stuff that they did. But all they did was just sort of they put the numbers in front of you and they're like, you're like, wait, wow, that's 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 all I need to do. And so it was just it was really cool. I think it is important to remember, even even from the fan side of things, that there are very different organizational uh, philosophies that go from team to team and that, you know, players aren't just round pegs that you can shove into any square. Right. And it's, it's interesting to hear the different philosophy with the Mariners and, and how it, it just brought the best out of you, man. Like that's just so great to hear. Now I do have a question for you here and you can literally just tell me next question. If you want, you do not need to dive into this, but Let's face it, the Mariners were pretty much counted out of even being close to the playoffs by the all-star break last year. Like, literally, everyone around MLB was just like, Mariners, this is not the 2022 Mariners, they're not going to do it. Over the next five weeks from about that point, you guys literally went out and were the best team in Major League Baseball, and not by a little bit, like, just in general, of any five-week span of any time in the season, the Mariners were king there. At the trade deadline, they wind up moving Paul Seawold, your guys' closer, just a stud at the back end of the bullpen. You won anyways, right up until September when then there were some blow-in saves. And, and from an outside perspective, it is possible that the Mariners would have been in the playoffs if they had kept Paul Seawold. Now, it, we can talk about ifs and what, it, you know, like you can go down that rabbit hole all day long. That's not really my question. My question's more about the clubhouse and what goes on. Is it deflating when something like that goes on, when the team still hasn't stopped believing, but maybe the front office is like, uh, we should get our assets worth. Like, did you, did you guys feel it? Or is it more of a blinders on we're winning with who's there? It doesn't matter type of idea. Um, I think it was a little bit of both, honestly. Like, you know, I, I don't think – I think we all kind of knew what the situation was, right? Because, you know, you're not you're not winning. But during that time right before the trade deadline, you know, we won, I think, like six or seven series in a row. And, you know, you think we're going to add. But obviously, if at that time, like, if you're going to add, you might have to give up a few pieces. Right. And I think what the Mariners looked at at that time was obviously teams wanted uh, a high leverage arm. And I think at that time, our bullpen was one of the, if not the best bullpens in the league. And I think the front office believed in what they had mm-hmm. and they felt that everybody could step up. And, you know, they knew that we needed some hitters. Right. And, so that was our way of, you know, amplifying our lineup. You know, that it sucked losing Paul. You know, he was a he was a cog in our bullpen. He was our captain. He was our leader. You know, he was a guy that you can look up to and a guy that you can trust. You know, but I don't think we get to those last 10 games of the season without Rojas and without Kenzone. You know, mm-hmm. so like obviously it's a double-edged sword. It sucked, you know, but I don't think any of us felt like we were out of it just because we lost ball. You know, I think, you know, same way that the front office, I think everybody believed in each other and what we had. And, you know, we just kind of propelled with that. And like baseball is funny, right? Like, you know, when things aren't working out, like a lot of the times we were sitting there like during the season, like we lost a lot of one run games. Like why like ball's not bouncing our way. Like we're, we're not getting that that big hit in that moment we need or like sometimes, you know, the bullpen, like, it, it, you know, baseball. And then August happened and everything clicked. 
Like you, nothing, we couldn't like, everything was just happening. Like it was, that's just baseball. Right. And like, and then you're riding that high and then September happens. And then it's like, all of a sudden we're back to where we're just getting kicked in the groin every time where yeah. like, you know, something happened, you know, and then it came down to the pitching and, you know, the pitching let us down. And then, it, you know, it was just a continuous cycle of all those things. And, but I think at the end of the day, like, I think the, the org had the right intentions. Cause like I said, without Rojas, without Kenzone, I don't yeah, think agree. we're in that position. Right. Yeah. And they, they did a lot of great things for us and, you know, um, you know, and I think that's why we had that August was because like, we were like, Hey, like we had that, like, we're all we got mentality, right? Like, let's just go in there with who we got and let's, you know, let's kind of not prove the org wrong, but like kind of prove what everybody else is thinking about us. Like everybody thought like when we got rid of Paul, like it was like, well, they're selling and, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs. And, you know, and because of that, I think, you know, that motivated us. But at the same time, what I loved about this team, there was never any panic. There was never like, oh, my God, like, we got to go. We got to go. Like, no, like, we knew we saw it. Like, again, we were losing those close games. And, like, we're like, if we just continue to do what we do, we're going to be okay. Like, we have Julio. We have Gino. We have a bunch of people you know, who've been in this game for a long time and just know that if you stay the course, things will click. And they clicked. And it was great. And, you know, it it was really fun to see. And, you know, like up and down in the bullpen, like there there wasn't a guy that you couldn't throw out there in a leverage situation. You were like, oh, I don't know. You know, like, no, it was like that guy's like, hey, you know, he can step up. He's going to do this. We trust him. He's been doing it. And that just comes back to what I said, like the confidence, like they brought us all in. Like, obviously, we were kind of like, oh, no, Paul's gone. Like, what are we going to do? It bumped everybody up. To being like hey you might be in a role that you've never been in mm-hmm. like but we believe in you and so like you know they came up to you know when it happened uh they came up to me and uh gave spire and they're like hey just let you guys know like you guys might be closing some games and then they were like all right they're like <laughs> nothing they're like i get the night i get it's the ninth inning like but nothing's nothing changes right three outs or three outs and um and they're like you guys been doing it all year so we might call on you and it, and it happened, right? Like it, I, I have a safe, right? Yeah. And so, like, you know, and so that is just them just putting faith in who we had. And, you know, if you look at even deeper, like obviously Paul, like he had, I think a year and a half control left. Like you're obviously going to have to pay him. It they felt that they didn't want to pay him. Right. Then you're going to move him, Right. If you mm-hmm. didn't have intentions of probably paying him, then you're going to move him. And so we got Kenzone and Ross and they took us all the way down to the second to last game against the eventual, you know, world series champions. And, you know, I'm, I couldn't be prouder of everybody in there and to, to rally and to do what we did. It it was, you know, like I said, it was really fun to watch. I want to speak a little bit on the psychology you've just been talking because you really did bring up, how you do need to continually tell yourself when you're not getting the production that it's coming. And then you also need to remind yourself when you're the best team in all of baseball for five weeks that the other shoe is going to drop, right? And then, like, how do you... I I know there's obviously no trick to just constantly being super cool all the time. But how do you kind of... keep in your head and remind yourself of like, right, this is baseball. Things are going to even out. I just need to keep with the process. Things are going to happen. Uh, how do you go about doing that? Um, I, I, I just think it, it's the environment that you set, right? Like you, like I said, we had guys like Gino and Gino was, was the cog in that of, you know, like he always, his thing was keep going, keep going, keep going. Like, no matter what, like, we would lose a tough one, and he would just come in, like, locker room, just like, hey, guys, keep going. This is going to turn around. And when it comes from guys like that, you believe in that, right? And it's not something where it's just like, hey, he's just saying it this week or he's just saying it yesterday. No, he, he was saying it the whole year. And when you have guys like that and Cal and, you know, all these guys, Julio, you know, at his young age, and he's he's talking like a leader and, like, 
you're like, dude, if he's doing that at his age, like I could do that at my age. Right. Like, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and so it, it was just the environment that the clubhouse said, like, and I haven't been a part of a clubhouse like that. It wasn't like loose, like, Oh, it is what it is. Yeah. Kind of thing. It was just like, it's baseball. It's going to turn around. And when people are voicing that every day, and you, you you believe in it and like it makes you believe in the guy next to you and you know like for a lot of us like you know we were we were just believing in what was out there and what was ahead there was still like baseball is like it's not football right it's not it's not where every week matters yes every game matters but like you know there's 162 games like you can come out of this and if you put together a month like like we did right you know and we just started believing in our ability we knew we had a good team we knew we had a good bullpen we knew we had a good starting staff we knew we had good hitters it was just a matter of hey when will this turn around mm -hmm. well if we just keep believing in it and we keep trusting the process that will turn around and that and, and it did and you know it was it was it was really fun to watch just to see that and i learned a lot from just watching it like where it wasn't like it was like panic 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 we need to do more do more do more no just do your job and and continue to follow that process and that's all it was you know there wasn't any sort of magic dust that we threw out <laughs> there it was just simple like i believe in you i believe in you let's keep this thing rolling eventually the way baseball always works it will turn around and and august happened so yeah it was great yeah I just love hearing how guys compartmentalize stuff like that. I know we had uh, Davis Schneider on the show, and he, of course, went on that uh, historic 30-game oh, yeah. run where he was, like, the greatest player in all of baseball history. And uh, we had a live show in Toronto, and he actually made time and came down and, and did an interview with us. And he said something so offhanded, but it just really, like, it stuck in my brain afterward because we were talking about this historic run. And he just so offhandedly was like, ah, baseball's all luck. Now, I, I know that's not true. I know that's not true. But it was it was funny, too, because I brought this up to Alan Rodon, who is currently, he's probably going to be with the Buffalo Bison next year with the Jays. But I brought that up to him, and he said it in such an interesting way where he was like, it's funny he says that because I watched him, and all I saw was a guy that was just raking, right? Just he was so dialed in. But he's like, I think sometimes with baseball players, it's easier to chalk it all up to luck because then that way, when you are in a slump, you can spin it the other way too. It's like, it's never really me. I'm just doing the process and whatever happens, happens. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a great way to put it. I think, they, I think they nailed it. You know, like baseball isn't luck, but of course, it definitely not. plays, it definitely plays yeah. a part in it, right? You know, like, you just look at baseball, like you see a guy broken bat, whatever fist, and then somehow that ball finds a way and you're like, that's an out nine <laughs> times out of 10. Right. But that, that one time he was lucky. Right. And, and so I think, you know, obviously, you know, Schneid's when he was on that, when that run, like you're just naturally in your flow state and, you know, you're not thinking of anything else. And so, you know, that, that was awesome to watch for him. We were all watching. I'm like, this guy is the best hitter in the world. Like, <laughs> you know, like, who is this guy? Right. So it was, it was really cool to watch. And so I was, you know, I, I, I didn't get to play with him a whole lot, but I was, I was just happy for him. Cause you know, I know his story and yeah, you know, to do what he did and propel, you know, the Jays like that at the time when they needed it, it was really cool. Whenever a 28th round guy could work his butt off and get on a team, you got to cheer for him. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so the last seven days in Canada has been absolute insanity as Otani watch completely swept up the country. Were you, uh, were you curious? Were you watching Otani watch at all? Yeah. I mean, I was getting the updates and then, you know, I got the news and apparently he was going to Toronto for a day and yeah, for uh, one day <laughs> he was, he was a blue Jay for a day. And I was like, no way. Like, yeah. I mean, it seemed like, it seemed like a smart, you know, smart idea with, with the lineup that they have the, that young core. And yeah, you know, I thought for sure, I was like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I didn't really see that one, but that makes sense, you know? And, and then, you know, now he's a Dodger. Now he's, yeah. Just what everyone knew was going to happen, you know, happened you, in the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You kind of look at it. You kind of, you kind of knew the Dodgers were going to go ahead and throw out the money because they didn't sign really anybody 
last year. So it was like, they were like, they kind of were like, well, we got this guy across town that will be a free agent. So we'll spend our, our money next year. And yeah, now their lineup's ridiculous. So, but I mean, the best player in baseball is now in the national league. So that's good news for the Seattle Mariners and our <laughs> yeah. AL West chances. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's at, hey, he's out of our, he's out of our division. Yeah. So that's even better now. So that's great. Can you think of any comparisons in free agency and sports that kind of like went to the, the lengths of like tracking flights And I know Kawhi Leonard and I know there's some basketball guys, but like I, that got wild, man. Like Friday was insane. I tried so hard Taylor not to get swept up in it. I'm like, stop it. You know, Otani's not coming here, but like by the end of Friday, I'm like, he's a blue Jay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I mean, the only craziness of free agency that I can remember is probably LeBron, but like Mm -hmm. he was very open about where he was was talking. Yeah. He was doing press conferences at every stop pretty much. Yeah. I, but I have never seen it to that extent. I mean, it's obviously earned. He's, you know, like the greatest baseball player right now um, that we've seen. And so, but like, even just like my friends, like, you know, we're playing games and they're like, Oh, did you hear about like the Mariners are closing their team shop? He goes, the Dodgers did that last week and like they said it was for maintenance he's like the mariners are doing the same thing like who's who's looking at that like who's (laughs) like you know like that's just crazy to me you even know that our team shops closed down yeah you know like that's so no i i i don't think i've ever seen that but i kind of liked it a little bit more that he kept it you know in-house you know kind of kept it private it wasn't a show like it wasn't it was just like I'm going to sign where I'm going to sign. You guys will find out when everybody else finds out. And so, you know, it's pretty cool. Of course, Major League Baseball, all their analysts were writing about it afterwards and what a good thing for baseball that he landed in L.A. was. They're constantly trying to grow the game. As long as all their stars are just in L.A., they're happy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm curious your thoughts on this because John Heyman wrote something. And I honestly, I try not to take stuff personal because I know they're not actually just shitting on Canada. But uh, what was the phrasing here? He's like, you got to remember too, Shohei, uh, he has a life to live as well. And he likes to get out. But he's framing it like Toronto, some boring small town. Like when you hear that, that's got to make you laugh a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean Toronto is an awesome city. I I don't know why they're they're trying to treat it as like a small market. Like oh, like he's doing you guys a favor. Like no, Toronto's Toronto's great. I that's a weird that's a weird statement, right? Isn't it just that's somebody who's never been to Toronto, right? Exactly. Like yeah. the, the the only way, yeah, hundred percent. Uh. Seattle Mariners City Connect. Dude, I love that jersey so much, man. The colors. Are are you guys a fan of it? Like, do you personally like the, the Mariners City Connect? Uh no the comment. Jer- the, jer- <laughs> the jersey is 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 cool. Jersey cool. I'm I'm gonna go ahead on record and I'm just gonna say it. All right, I don't like the pants. The pants, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to a sleepover. Like the black pants is just kind of outrageous. I get the history towards it with the Mariners, but like, we like I would have maybe preferred all blue, like yeah, blue, maybe even yellow pants. I don't know, but the the, the black <laughs> pants was just it wasn't. I was just it didn't make me feel good when I was out there. So, oh man, that's Jesus. just that's, I think the jersey's cool, you know. Um, maybe we could have thrown a mountain in the jersey. I don't know, but I'm not. I'm not a designer, so what do I know? You know, that's in the thumbnail now. Taylor, Taylor (laughs) Sacedo would prefer yellow pants. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I hear that everybody liked you know the the jersey. The fans loved it, and and Mm -hmm. it was funny. It did look better when it was like out in the stands. I don't know what it was, but when it was out there, it was other people wearing it. it Looked better. I don't know. Maybe you're just your own critique, and you're like, I don't feel good in this. But like you know, I I it it grew on me, and uh, a lot the of truth people is, them. there were a lot of misses though in those city connects. Like yeah. there's some cool ones, but there were a lot of misses. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. There's various. Like I think my favorite one is probably Chicago. Uh, Chicago yeah, city that's connect. That's a slick one. Um, you know, I, I think, think Colorado looks. Colorado looks cool great. Yeah. Yeah, call it like that one. That and they went all with the green pants too. They didn't try and do something weird at the bottom. <laughs> they didn't try. To, they didn't try to make it, you know, purple pants or something. Like it just fits the jersey, right? And so, I don't know. Like 
I, like I said, I, I like it grew on me as I went, but I'm not. I'm just gonna go. I'm not a fan of the pants. So that's that's my take. Are you already ramping up for spring training? I'm guessing you're in the midst of it right now. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I just I actually just got done throwing. Um, uh, like right before we got on here. Yeah. I actually have to because I'm staying at my parents, looking for a place, and so I'm uh driving two hours every day to go work out in Phoenix, and then I come back and then I throw. So yeah, we're 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 in full we're in full go now. Nothing like four hours of driving a day to really keep yeah. you going. Monday eh? through Friday every day. So <laughs> hopefully we can find a place soon. Um your spring training's in San Diego now, man. That's no offense to Florida, but weather wise, you gotta prefer that, right? Arizona. Oh, it's Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, yeah. it's uh yeah, I mean, again, no offense to Florida, but I mean, it's miles, miles better than it than Florida. And, you know, and yeah, I think like weather wise and then travel wise, like everything is right there. So like your farthest travel is going to be like thirty minutes, where you know you got to go to freaking Disney um, from Dunedin, and like you don't get home until ten o'clock, and then you got to get up at six, and it's like this sucks. Oh, you know? and Arizona in like. I'm good with the heat, but when you start throwing humidity at me, I'm such a such a Canadian. Like it just kills me, man. Like <laughs> the humidity yeah, the kills humidity me. Was, the humidity was ridiculous. Um it but the only thing is like I heard how great, you know, spring training is in Arizona. And I right when I right when it was like perfect weather, right before spring training started, we're out there a little bit early. And then as soon as spring training started, it was like freezing cold randomly for like for like four weeks and i'm like this sucks like everyone's talking about how great the spring training is here this is miserable and they're like it'll turn around it'll turn around and it, and it did and so it yeah was, i was like yeah okay this is awesome uh have you talked to kirby sneed lately you boys meeting up over the off season at all uh yeah i actually got a text from kirby like 10 minutes before this um, nice so yeah that's um, some cool news there, but I'm happy for them. So we'll we'll see what what, what transpires there. But yeah, I uh, I talk to them every day. Uh, him and Brian Baker were all in a group chat together. Yeah, so love we, it, man. We, yeah, enemy number one over there with Brian uh, with Baker. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, we we talk all the time. Are there Blue Jays you're in regular contact with anymore? Um. I talked to like yeah, I talked to Nate like when the Blue Jays came to Seattle and went and got um dinner with him and uh Cabin. Nice. Um, yeah, so actually a funny <laughs> pretty funny story about that. So uh we obviously game ends and you know we were already planning about going to get dinner and so Cabin was like the dinner place was like across the street from their hotel. And Kevin was like, why don't you just come and uh, put your car under my name, just valet it, and then um, we'll meet you over there. So I was like, all right. So I go to the hotel and I like pull up and the guy was like, hey, I might need you to move. We have the Blue Jays coming in um, like any minute now. He's like, wait right here. I'll be right back. And I was like, okay. So I'm like waiting there um, and all like two minutes go by and all of a sudden, this bus is like, uh, uh, is like honking at me. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like they told me to wear here and the guy's like, you need to move. And I'm like, what, where do I go? They're like, get out, just get out of the car, get out of the car. We'll do it. We'll do it. I'm like, okay. So he takes all my stuff and he goes to ballet it. And I'm like, I get on the curb and the guy was like, the guy that was like, Hey, the blue jay to come. He's like, you need to get out of the way. Like they're all going to get off the bus right here. And I'm like, okay. So I took like a couple of steps back. And I just look inside the bus and I see Schneider and uh, John Schneider. And he's looking at me and he was like, I could just see all of them. Like, it's course it's this guy. Right. <laughs> and then it was, it was hilarious. Cause I get out, like the guy was like telling me to move. Right. <laughs> and then everybody gets off the bus. Like I'm giving every single coach player hugs, like handshakes. Yeah. And I could see, I look over at the valet guy and he's like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> who is this guy they're all they're all you know, like going up and shaking his hand he was like oh man look on his face was so funny he was like who i and, just love that so much they're like listen you bum just yeah. the blue jays are showing up <laughs> yeah, literally, he was like you need to get out of here but i was like uh, okay like i get how it works 
And Schneider gets gets off the bus and he's like, "Are you kidding me?" He was like, "Of all the people, of course it's you." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know." How I love it. Yeah, I so love that, it. That, man. Was, that was funny. But yeah, I, I talked to a few guys. You have a few more seconds there. Uh, yeah, I got some listener questions for you. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got nothing going on. Awesome. Thanks, Taylor. Appreciate it. Always appreciate your time, man. It's always fun chatting ball with you. Yeah, great. Love being here. Okay, so um, this is from Mustard Tiger in our Discord. He says, oh, awesome. Love he's back on the show. You got to ask him what was going through his head when the Mariners' trades came out while he was streaming. Whatever he's willing to share, at least. Ha ha. <laughs> uh, this won't die, will it, Taylor? <laughs> no, it was a uh, it was a nightmare. Um, it was really bad timing. And on my part, uh, because I, one, I didn't really think of it because I didn't realize that like, I didn't at the time, like whenever I stream, there's not that many people in there, maybe yeah. max at a time, like 25, yeah. but majority it's the same 12, 15 people talking and it wasn't anything crazy when we traded Gino. And so like the trade, I got like, I got the text, a lot of people, the, the, what they didn't understand was that they thought I was finding out live time. I'm not going to find out live time because my teammates know before the news breaks and obviously they were texting us. And so I was just like, Oh, that sucks. Like, you know, it is what it is. You know, that's the business. And then I'm like, I want to play some video games. Might as well hop on stream. And all of a sudden I'm seeing my numbers go up and it's like 150 people, 170 people. And it's just like, zooming down like comments after comments and i'm like and i was kind of just playing dumb I'm like oh did something happen you know like what's going on so then that's what made it worse <laughs> because everyone's like oh my god he doesn't know we're telling you like blah 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 yeah. and then i guess somebody put it on their like their live podcast and it just brought in more people and it was i was like i'll never make this mistake again i will <laughs> never so yeah it was, uh... it was not fun I just love how this is so something that players in the nineties, just, they would like, they would laugh if you told them this, they'd be like, what? That's not a thing. Like <laughs> it was uh yeah, it was nightmare. Okay. So this is from Jenna in our Patreon and she says, Hey Taylor, glad you're back on the show. Um, can you tell us about the joke you played in the bullpen when you started warming up as a righty? <laughs> yeah um <laughs> uh, so like i said the Mariners listen jay's off. fans were tracking planes they were <laughs> we no. know everything taylor <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that was uh like i said the mariners brought out my personality and so you know i told them they're like all right if you really want my personality you're gonna get my personality right and so um uh, again bad timing i'm never really good at timing um and so we were playing the yankees and we were kind of getting our our asses kicked a little bit and it was like the eighth or ninth inning uh me and uh my buddy trevor got neither of us were going to go in at that time and um we were just sitting out like in the bullpen and i told him because i have this uh scar right here you can kind of see it right there i always tell you i'm like yeah i used to throw i used to throw right-handed and I started that whole bit with Gott. I was like, yeah, I, uh, I used to throw right handed. Did you know that? And he was like, no, you didn't. Like immediately he's just like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, yes, I did. He, was he like, wasn't having it. I love it. No. He, he was like, get on the mound then and go show me. And I was like, well, I haven't thrown right handed in like 15 years. So it's going to look bad. And he was like, he goes, get on the mound and go throw it. And I forgot that the cameras are pointed right at the the mound and so i uh i go and do this whole bit i'm like doing like old school one and over and, like, <laughs> and so then like i was like yeah you've never threw right-handed right so then like that was that and uh, i kept the whole bit like yeah i did like i know it looks bad whatever game gets done and i go to the lunch line uh or like into the cafeteria go get food well Scott Service comes in as well to come get food. And he just comes up to me and he was like, and I'm, I'm going to change his words a little bit because I can't use exactly <laughs> what he said. But he was like, are you kidding me? Like, he goes, what the hell were you doing? 
in the bullpen throwing right-handed and i was like well yeah like i told like i told god like that a joke i did the whole thing i told him I'm like it was just supposed to be a joke he's like we're getting our asses kicked and i i look over and you're throwing right-handed he goes time and place man time and place and i'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh my god i went home i texted my parents i was like you know god and everybody i'm like dude i'm getting i'm getting dfa tomorrow like this is so <laughs> bad this is so bad i was like i'm gonna go in there i'm gonna be the first one tomorrow I'm going into his office and I'm going to apologize. And uh, they're like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. And I was like, all right. I go in there and he's like standing up, like he's like kind of just standing up, resting against the wall right when I walk in there. And he was like, what's up? And I was like, hey, I just want to apologize for yesterday. <laughs> I was pretty stupid, time and place for everything. I understand. He goes, what? He goes, have you been worrying about this? I'm like, you have no idea. I was like, you have no idea. He goes, dude, I loved it. He goes, I look over, everybody's sad. And I look over and I see, I'm like, the hell are you doing? And then I'm like, I started laughing and I'm looking around. I'm like, is anybody else seeing this? And then he was like, he goes, it made me forget about what was going on. And he goes, I loved it. He goes, obviously don't do it again. But like, you know, it was it, it it was a nice little change of pace to the game. He was like, I mean, he goes, I was totally joking yesterday. I was like, Skip, we need to work on our sarcasm. Man, if <laughs> if that if you were joking, and so he was like, no, no. He was like, I was like, I texted my parents, I'm getting released. You're like, like you oh, took oh a year God. off my life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't sleep last night. I've been up all night. Like, so yeah, it was that that was that was my. Uh, that was my story. Well, thanks for sharing. That's a great story, man. <laughs> uh, this is our last question for you. And honestly, Taylor, always appreciate how generous you are with your time, man. It's always good to chat with you. Absolutely. Uh, this is from Patreon as well. Our newest member, actually, Mark D. He says, uh, tell T-Sauce it was great seeing him pitch so well this season. Always rooting for him. Ask him if there is a big difference between pitching in Toronto with the roof closed and Seattle with the roof closed, or is a dome a dome? Um, no, I think there is a little bit of a difference, but I think it, the only difference with T-Mobile compared to Rogers is um, is that we have like the marine layer, like you hear about it all the time. Like, you know, we're right on that water, and like it's open. And, you know, it's it's a roof closed, but it's still open. Um, I don't, I didn't, I didn't, I just think the only difference was that the ball doesn't travel as far in Seattle, which I love. And I think the ball carries a little bit more in Toronto. Yeah. Um, which you didn't you know, love. <laughs> yeah, which no, I didn't, I wasn't a fan, but, um, <laughs> no. So I think that was the only difference was just having that, like that Marine layer there and like it being open a little bit and it's still freezing, you know, or in the, or those early months. But other than that, no, I mean, I love Toronto because like when it was closed, close it. And it, it was, it was great. But um, no, I, I think that was the only difference. Awesome. Again, thanks so much, man. Uh, a very happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and the family. Hope all goes well with the upcoming spring training and season. And uh, I look forward to the next time we get to chat, bud. Absolutely. You too.